Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 916. We're starting our second show of the new year, not with an audio postcard, exactly, as we often do these days, but uh, still with some avian audio from a long way away from our Massachusetts home base. It comes to us from Michelle Lockwood in New South Wales, Australia. And she writes, Hello, Ray. Here is a recording of the elusive white-throated nightjar, sometimes heard but rarely seen. It was recorded from my bedroom window in Yukai in the Northern Rivers area of New South Wales. Here it is. Pretty cool. Thank you, Michelle, for that recording of a white-throated Nightjar, Yukai, New South Wales, Australia. Kind of a fun coincidence in that our guest on the show last week, Millie Formby, was only about 300 and some miles from Michelle's location. Uh, Not only that, but as of today, I think that Millie, who is circumnavigating Australia for the benefit of bird conservation, is very close probably to Michelle's location today. Nightjars, by the way, are part of the Caprimulgiforms order of birds that includes species like whippoorwill, chuckwill's widow, common paraque, and common nighthawk, for example. And in uh, one more little coincidence, we'll read a note from a Caprimulgiforms fan in a minute or two here on the show. Extra, extra, read all about it. Here are some of the uh, things that we have on our TalkingBirds.com website and our Facebook page right now. That white-throated night jar that we just heard in Michelle Lockwood's photo from Australia? You can see what it looks like in a photo that we've posted. Don't have time for a trip to Panama? Well, you can still see some of the amazing birds there with the Canopy Tower webcam, and we'll link you to that. Meanwhile, speaking of webcams from Ithaca, New York, we have a link to the Cornell Labs Sapsucker Woods Feeder Watch cam with some really cool birds there to see and hear. And we have a link to a remarkable bird rescue in Brazil where two men freed a pair of southern lapwings that had been tangled in kite string. A little sample there of some of the good stuff you'll find right now on our Facebook page and our website. TalkingBirds.com. A couple of weeks ago, or maybe maybe a little more than that, uh, Wayne Peterson and Paul Basich were here telling us about the new Birding Community e-bulletin installment. Well, they have another new one right now. 
And you can find it, all kinds of fascinating information about birds and conservation. Pretty easy to find. Just do a search or just do Google Birding Community E-Bulletin to find it. That's Birding Community E-Bulletin to find that publication. That, as you may have already guessed, whether or not you've guessed what the bird is, it's our mystery bird. This is a preview of the contest coming along a bit later with fabulous prizes awaiting. Our mystery bird is a slender, long-necked shorebird with a long, slightly upturned bill, a small head, and bright yellow legs. Breeding birds have heavy barring on the flanks. Our bird breeds mostly in Canada, is seen in most of the U.S. and southern Canada in migration, and winters in the southern states and on both U.S. coasts and all the way down to South America. Our mystery bird frequents freshwater ponds and tidal marshes, feeding on invertebrates, small fish, and frogs. And as we just heard, it typically gives three or four piercing notes, which helps separate it from its smaller cousin, which produces a shorter and softer sequence of notes. So that's a lot of info and the sound of our mystery bird. Prizes include from Brome Bird Care, a Brome Squirrel Buster standard feeder, truly squirrel-proof thanks to its weight-adjustable closing mechanism, and it features proven seed saver technology, a patented seed tube ventilation system, and a chew-proof seed tray. Plus, we have a $20 gift certificate from our friends at Wisdom Supply, providers of those wonderful plastic-free products for office and school. If we get to our mystery bird bonus question, we'll try to give away a feather-friendly window collision kit to prevent birds from crashing into your windows, all on our mystery bird contest coming up in just a bit. Well, the aforementioned Cornell Lab has a wonderful feature that we've mentioned a few times before. It's an ongoing listing of bird festivals and recent or related events taking place all around the country. And we have a convenient link to the listing. You'll find it under the Get Involved tab on our TalkingBirds.com website. Here's a mid-January event from the list. It's the 2023 Festival of Birds in Naples, Florida. It'll feature field trips to wildlife hotspots all over southwest Florida, including Big Cypress National Preserve, Rookery Bay Preserve, and two of my favorite places, Corkscrew Swamp and Tiger Tail Beach on Marco Island. Also included will be expert nature lectures and a keynote speaker presentation and reception. And by extension, all through the month of January, there'll be other birdie activities, including a watercolor painting class, a decoy-making workshop, a workshop, and a photography class. That's pretty cool. Thanks to our friend Willie Miller for sending the info on this. Full info on it and other birding events can easily be found under Birding Festivals via the Get Involved tab at TalkingBirds.com. Our conservation salute of the week goes to 11-year-old Madvi Chitur from Arvada, Colorado who was chosen in 2022 as a United Nations Child Advisor for General Comment 26 for the rights of children relating to the environment and climate change. When she was just six, she founded a nonprofit to protect ecosystems from plastic pollution 
and she worked with the state government to declare April Plastic and Styrofoam Pollution Awareness Month in Colorado. She also led her public school district to switch from non-biodegradable polystyrene foam trays to compostable trays. And that move impacted 155 schools and to date has kept 20 million plastic foam, also called styrofoam, containers out of landfills and waterways. So a Talking Birds conservation salute goes to 11-year-old environmental hero Madvi Chitur. That is pretty amazing there. Speaking of amazing, we have some wonderful Talking Birds ambassadors to thank. Those are folks who uh, emerge from the Talking Birds listener audience, listening audience, and uh, help us spread the word about the show and about birds and conservation. Thank you to Corey Lee Fletcher from Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. She's the husband of another of our great ambassadors and show contributors, Trevor Fletcher. Trevor says, Corey Lee has been birding with me from the start, and I'm glad that she can spot a bird from miles away while I'm left standing there dumbfounded asking, where, where? You could say, he says, that she has eagle eyes. And she says, he also says, she was a big help when I did my big year. Wow. Well, thank you, Corey Lee, and thank you, Trevor. And thank you to Charlotte Steves from nearby Pepperell, Massachusetts. She says, I'm a big advocate for bird conservation and educating people on the importance and diversity of birds, especially in tropical regions. I lived in Panama for three years, working on several seabird conservation projects, but my favorite order of birds is the caprimulgiforms, mentioned uh, just a bit ago. Hey, speaking of Panama, we have somebody here who was there just recently who has a comment or two here about being a Talking Birds ambassador. I'm Alan Pale from Shipman, Virginia, in Nelson County. The importance of being an ambassador for Talking Birds is, to me, obviously to get more people to listen to it because it's just a great resource and it's sort of a community, I think, that, that uh, is very rewarding to hear people from all skill levels or interest levels participate. Talkin' Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our Ambassadors family. Just visit our website, TalkinBirds.com. Click on Get Involved at the top of the homepage and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. Join today and thanks. And thanks again, Alan. Still to come today... Citizen science projects are wonderful things that can be a lot of fun, and they provide valuable information for scientists who, for example, study bird population trends in the interest of bird conservation. We'll find out about some very cool citizen science projects on today's show when we talk with our own Debbie Bleacher in, where else, the Talking Birds Science Corner. Also today, Mike O'Connor will join us in a Let's Ask Mike segment almost live from the archive with tips about suet and how you know if you have a raccoon situation. And up next, for the second week in a row, our featured feathered friend subject is an owl. We wouldn't normally feature owls in back-to-back weeks, but we figure an exception is in order because there's something pretty timely about an individual member of today's featured bird species. It's presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, 
Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. A poem by David Morin starts this way. Like a silent whisper, the snowy owl flew into a winter wilderness. The snowy owl occupies the northernmost territory of any North American owl, but it certainly surprised some folks in the Los Angeles suburb of Cypress this week, where folks have been observing the bird perching on rooftops, surrounded by swaying palm trees. The snowy owl is the biggest North American owl by weight. The great gray owl measures a bit larger, but mostly because of its dense feathering. The snowy is, as the name suggests, mostly white, with some dark barring that's most common in the female. The male can be almost completely white. It has a dark bill and penetrating yellow eyes. The snowy owl spends much of its time perching quietly on lookout, hunting by day as well as at night, waiting until it spots its prey. In its northern habitat, mostly lemmings, which it consumes at the rate of three to five per day. Snowy owls often become active near dusk and do much of their hunting then or just after darkness sets in. Many snowy owls remain on their Arctic breeding grounds all winter, while some migrate down to southern Canada and the northern half of the U.S. in search of food. A few years ago, an eruption of snowy owls saw them travel all the way down to the southeastern and south-central U.S., and even Bermuda, and this year to Southern California, for one individual at least. Snowy owls are usually silent, except on the nest, which they defend fiercely, even against large predators, including wolves. Here's a typical call. By the way, snowy owls are often seen on the tundra-like expanses of big airports, so look for one the next time you're taxiing down a runway, or if you're in the vicinity of Cypress, California this week. Bubo scandiacus, the snowy owl. Today's Talkin' Birds featured feather friend. Welcome again to our show number 916, and we invite you to visit our website there. It's TalkinBirds.com. And now... Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. It's a visit to our Talking Birds Science Corner, where Debbie Bleacher is holding forth there. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Ray. So you participated in the Christmas bird count or upper bird count last week, which is a long-running citizen science project. But uh, we're thinking this morning maybe some other projects we should know about. There are plenty, Ray. Uh, But before I tell you about them, I want to remind our listeners that citizen science is the practice of public participation in scientific research. Mm. So this means that anyone can contribute even if they didn't study science in school. Yes, or didn't uh, do so great studying science. That's okay, too. (laughs) So what projects are coming up? Well, first I'll mention one that many folks have heard of, the Great Backyard Bird Count. Mm -hmm. It takes place over a long weekend in February, President's Day weekend here in the U.S., which is February 17th through 20th. You can participate anywhere in the world. You just log all the birds that you see or hear in at least one stretch of 15 minutes or more and submit your results. 
Easy peasy. Mm -hmm. The website is birdcount.org. All right. I like that easy peasy part. So got it. What's next? A project I wish had existed when I lived in a city. It's called Celebrate Urban Birds. This project runs all year, but I'm mentioning it now because a lot of birds that live in cities are active year round. You can do this one anywhere in North America, including Puerto Rico and in Mexico. You pick an urban spot, count birds there three times for 10 minutes, and submit your results through the website. This is a great project for newer birders because the website teaches you how to identify the birds. Plus, if you want to get more involved and you belong to an urban organization, you can apply for a mini grant to fund an event. There's a lot to love about this project. Mm -hmm. The website is celebrateurbanbirds.org, but their Facebook page has more current news. I'll put all the info on our website and social media. All right, wonderful. Any others? Oh, lots of others. But we have time for just one more. So uh, let me mention, it's an entire website of projects that are one of our listeners told me about. Hmm. Christy Wyman, a kindergarten teacher in Weston, Massachusetts, wrote to me about Journeys North. This website hosts a bunch of projects where you can enter your observations on wildlife migration and seasonal changes anywhere in North America. And some studies allow observations in Central America, too. The projects run at different times of year. Right now, you can track the amount of sunlight in your area or the progress of ice melt in a body of water near you. And if you planted tulips in the fall, you can record when they come up in the spring. There are plenty of bird-related opportunities, too. The website is journeynorth.org, and it includes guides for educators. It gets an A-plus in my book. All right. There's some great stuff. We can't remember all those websites, uh, addresses probably, so how do we find those uh, websites that you mentioned? You can go to the page on our website, talkingbirds.com, mm -hmm. called Citizen Science. Mm -hmm. Just go to our homepage, click the Get Involved tab, and then click on Citizen Science. All right. Homepage, uh, talkingbirds.com, Get Involved, Citizen Science, then. All right. Got it. Uh, also, if any of our listeners want to share projects that they know about, that, that they want us to know about, they can email me at debbie at talkingbirds.com. Debbie at talkingbirds.com. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Debbie. Always a pleasure, Ray. And that is our visit to the Talking Birds Science Corner. All right. Thanks for being with us here. And coming up next, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. That's our mystery bird. In our Mystery Bird Contest, we'll give you the number in just a moment, and we'll also give you the usual urging to call as soon as possible so that we'll have time for our contest. A few weeks ago, we started something that will continue into the first week of February in which every Mystery Bird Contest winner 
will be entered automatically into a drawing for a beautiful prize from our friends at Vortex Optics. It's an 8x42 Vortex Viper binocular, or pair of binoculars if you like. We'll show some love to the randomly chosen winner on our closest to Valentine's Day show on February 12th. So something a little extra in our Mystery Bird contest. Those are amazing binoculars, by the way. The HD optical system designed to deliver stunning resolution and color fidelity and edge-to-edge clarity. It's one of the lightest and most compact full-size binoculars on the market. So we're excited to be giving that away as a randomly drawn winner prize uh, in just a short uh, few weeks from right now. This morning, we have beautiful prizes from Brome Bird Care, a Brome Squirrel Buster standard feeder that has genuine squirrel-proof technology, plus a $20 gift certificate to Wisdom Supply, providers of plastic-free products for office and school, and a beautiful feather-friendly collision kit, uh, collision prevention kit, (laughs) we should say, uh, as our bonus prize if we get to our a bonus question here, all that kind of stuff. So our mystery bird is a slender, long-necked shorebird with a long, slightly upturned bill, a small head, and bright yellow legs. Breeding birds have heavy barring on the flanks. Our bird breeds mostly in Canada, seen in most of the U.S. and southern Canada in migration, winters in the southern states, and on both U.S. coasts and all the way down to South America. And our bird feeds on frogs and small fish and invertebrates on freshwater ponds and tidal marshes. You can separate it from its close cousin by the fact that it does those usually four notes, sometimes three, often four notes like that, instead of the shorter version that its cousin makes. 781-837-4900 is the number to call as soon as you can. 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, almost live from the archive... Let's ask Mike in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautiobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in search of colorful bird life and jaguars in Brazil or on our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talking Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit QuestNatureTours.com today. Birds and much more. Guaranteed. Mr. Mike O'Connor is with us from beautiful Cape Cod and the beautiful um, Birdwatchers General Store there. Uh, Good morning, Mike. Beautiful Birdwatchers General Store. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever described it that way before. (laughs) Yeah, and they probably never will, but... uh, No, that's the first. It's Good a morning, first. Yeah, It is beautiful, though. It is a beautiful. It is a beautiful. Oh, thank you. Story. And, and yeah. you know, I love Freya's uh, audio postcard because I love the brown headed nuthatches. I spent some time in the Carolinas. And it's a bird that just 
makes me burst out laughing every time I hear it. It's just like a, it does sound like a kid's toy, a little yeah. squeak toy. It's yeah, yeah. A very entertaining thing. Well, you've had a, a pretty uh, interesting sighting uh, yourself just recently there in the Cape, the Townsend Solitaire, right? Townsend Solitaire, yeah. just by my house. It's wow. just about a yard or two over, so I can't call it a yard bird, but I'm trying to get it over there. Townsend <laughs> Solitaire is a western bird, lives in the mountains out west, kind of like a mountain bluebird. Doesn't have blue though. It's 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 actually more. It's a thrush, like the mountain bluebird, and uh, it's kind of a plain bird with a white eye ring and some uh, kind of uh, buffy wing patches when it flies. But it doesn't show up this way very often. I think this is the first time in like 23 years or something one's been seen here in Orleans. So it's. Uh, it's a very exciting, and usually I find other people's birds. You know, I go someplace and I go, oh, yeah, there's the owl that everybody's looking for. But <laughs> this time I saw it myself yeah, without good. anybody's help. So wow. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, you should be. Good for you. Townsend <laughs> Solitaire. Our friends at Cornell Lab say it's the only solitaire native to America north of Mexico. I guess that's right. why they call it a solitaire. <laughs> yeah. And it's very good at cards. It's don't play the cards. <laughs> but we're supposed to be talking about suet. And uh, the and the options and and how to do it uh, with suet. And, uh, yeah, do suet. Well, see, you know, in the winter time, we uh, a lot of the birds lose their insects, and so we, you know we put out seeds for birds. And suet's a, an, another alternative. Of course, woodpeckers like suet. That's what everybody else gets. But also, suet's important. Sometimes wintering warblers, orange crown or uh, yellow rumper pine warblers in our area, but wrens. Especially Carolina wrens around here will go for suet. Um, and bluebirds, we mentioned everybody, at least in our area, is like, how do I get bluebirds? Well, suet is is what they go for in, at our houses, at our feeders. So if you put out suet, you'll, you know, and there's bluebirds around, it won't make them magically appear. But if they find it, they'll go for suet. And suet comes... In the winter, you can use a grocery store suet like we all used to buy, that kind of raw suet in the meat section. You can put that out, and in in we used to put them in onion bags, and now there's these little cages. And that's fine, and the birds like that a lot, and it's the least expensive. The trouble is it, um, it, it'll spoil when it gets warm, so it's kind of a winter food. And when things get warm, you can't use that. But they do make uh, suet in those blocks which is still fairly inexpensive. There's these little, like, less than a pound, about 12-ounce little squares you put in the suet holders, and they put grains in those to keep them from melting. So most of those you can use year-round. And they're fairly inexpensive, and they try to market them with all kinds of... They put berries in them, and they put pieces of apple and orange and cherry and mealworms, and they, you know, there's a million flavors. And we have those million flavors, but my customers find zero difference, you know. When they, so when they ask, what because we're just doing curb service, so they say, give me a dozen suets, and I'll say, what kind would you want? They said, just assort them, because it doesn't seem to make any difference to the birds. So yeah. my advice is just to get which, what's on sale and what's, which, which, um, whatever's out there. It's not that big a deal. The, suet. the trouble is with when they put the grains in the suet, they attract uh, our old pals of squirrels. Squirrels aren't really necessarily big fans of pure suet, but they like the grains that are in there. So that's the downside. So they do have squirrel-proof suet feeders, but those get a little expensive. But the the real culprit with suet, whatever kind you use, raw, pure, anything, raccoons. Uh, Raccoons don't care. They'll they'll take it. (laughs) And the indication that you have a raccoon situation is 
not only is the suet gone, but the suet feeder is gone. Oh, yeah, just, the whole thing, yeah. Everything's gone. Wow. So right. if it's, you know, my advice for that, take them in at night when the raccoons are out working. All right, and stop blaming the squirrels one. for everything. <laughs> That's right, they get the bad rap. Next time, uh, Mike, I'll tell you about my two friends, Randy and Sid. They started a suet company. They call it the Rancid Suet Company, but that didn't work out too well. Yeah, they got to work on that name, right? They got to yeah. work on that. All right, we'll talk, we'll talk to you next, next week. All right, Mike O'Connor there at the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Back to the mystery bird contest right after this. Every Wednesday, Bird Watching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to bird watchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. By the way, if you're on the Cape or nearby, Mike's store is fully open now. That was an archived presentation. We are so close to being out of time, thanks to our legendary bad clock management. But time for Russ in Virginia to identify our mystery bird, maybe. Russ, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's the greater yellow legs. Greater yellow legs, a pretty good guess you got there and. uh... Russ, we are out of time. Thank you. Stay on the line, and we'll get your info. All right, Russ, correctly. Happy New Year Year to you, Russ. Greater Yellow Legs, our mystery bird. Next week, an audio postcard with a snowy owl, among other things. Thanks for being with us, and see you next week. The bird show. I like that. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com.